We're back with episode of the Guardian Project Podcast. I'm your host, Andy. Shwifty five. Shwifty five. One, two, two and a half. Shwifty ten. <laughs> two and a half. Shwifty five. five. Um, and I started my last school of, my last school? My yeah, last yeah. class of grad school. Okay. Yeah. This past week. Um, and it's going to be a pretty grim semester. So I'm... Probably gonna need to get a tutor. Ah, a grim tutor. Uh, And I'm your co-host Mike Coyle. And did you know that Wizards of the Coast printed a new legendary commander in M21 uh, that is a almost exact replica of Julius Caesar? Are you just gonna stab Caesar? No, no, no. Vito Veni, Vito Vidi, Vito Vici. And if you don't know what that means, that means Vito came, Vito saw, and Vito conquered. By gaining life. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you do. What you say? <laughs> this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But mostly Commander. Um, and before we start, we want to thank our patrons. Uh, we love all of you. Um, we appreciate your support. If you want to support, you can head to patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Guardian Project Pod. Yeah. Sorry. And if you're looking for other ways to support the podcast, uh, you we would love it if you would just drop a like, um, subscribe wherever you're listening to, drop a comment. Uh, we also have a TCG player affiliate link. So if you hop on over to our website, www.guardianprojectpodcast.com, you can find that for all of your single and sealed purchases you are making on TCG player. If you could use our link, it helps out the podcast a lot and we do appreciate it. We do. We do. And I know that we haven't been saying it, but please support your LGSs. We've been seeing online. There are some that are going out of business now, um, getting hit really hard. So we've been purchasing a lot of our cards through our LGSs. Fortunately, we have a pretty big collection. So between the two of us, we've been able to trade, but um, we are going to be streaming this coming Monday with Tap That MTG, we are mm-hmm. doing Popper Commander. Yes. Um, I I'm still deciding between the commanders that I've been looking at, but I might be playing um, Green Blue Elemental Tribal mm-hmm. um, because you can use a um, a common creature or an uncommon mm-hmm. in Popper Commander, and I'm thinking that I might use Risen Reef as my commander it's gonna be strong i i feel like it i i just i don't know if there's any synergy other than it's just an elemental right and i think that might just be enough to ramp if, ramp 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 and there's coil and i were trying to figure out how many commanders that you or creatures there were and i think when we looked on scryfall there was like over 80 something mm-hmm. i was like oh that's plenty of options because mm-hmm. i still need to put lands in this deck <laughs> okay. i mean lands are kind of important i guess right so i'll be using my lgs to pick up those singles yeah same with me i'm building teamer big bears is what i'm calling it <laughs> teamer big bear what's the the commander again it's um it's from the cons of tarkir block and i i think it's like a colorless in the teamer colors and you can tap you tap it to do something right no so it's literally just a two two <laughs> enters the battlefield uh and you get a four four you just get a four four that's that's literally all the but card you're in does. teamer colors though so, so it seems really fun it's in teamer there's some cards in there that are going to help me blink my two two to get more four fours and um i have the card pulling up on my architect list however you won't be able to find this on my architect because it's currently a locked deck list yeah because you don't have it published yet because you're not sure that it's the finished list i just want it to be a secret it's a secret it's bear's companion Two and teamer. Two oh two and teamer. So five total. Mm-hmm. 
So you get six power though out of that. You get six power. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So check that out. We're going to order those from our LGS. So please support your LGS if you can. Um, right now, ours is doing also one of them is doing a raffle. If you buy $50 or more product, you get um, a ticket into a raffle for a framed um, uh, full uncut sheet of War of the Spark. Right. So, and I, when I saw it, I said, oh, I didn't realize you guys, uh, and I don't know why I didn't think it. So Rochester Sports Cards and Memorabilia, it sports cards and memorabilia. Mm-hmm. There's no All magic of, in that title. But there's, there's no magic in the title, but like, that's do. what we go there for. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even think about it, but they have so many like jerseys all over framed. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, it's only been three years. And I guess I didn't think to ask. And they go, yeah, we could have framed your uncut sheet of War of the Spark. So I'm getting my uncut sheet of War of the Spark framed. That's so wonderful. I'm really excited. So I'll have pictures of that soon. I, they said it takes like three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I dropped it off two weeks ago. So I'm excited yeah, to see two that. Weeks away. Oh, two weeks away. Um, what are we talking about this week? We have one main big topic we're going to talk about this week, and that is the color red. We're going to talk about what defines red in magic, but then we're also going to talk about how do you do red outside of red? You know, we had a, we had a segment before, how do you do blue outside of blue? We're, we're going to red now. We're going to red. Um, we're going to do one for each of the color, the, each color, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we did blue five or six episodes ago mm-hmm. um so again we polled everybody um on twitter and said i guess we didn't actually poll it wasn't a poll we just said can you tell us what red means to you can you define red so here's a few things that people said we'll read them we'll each read them so the first one was fun yeah so it wasn't blue which i think the first one was unfun unfun yeah this is the opposite <laughs> so also, so the first one was fun mm-hmm. and the second one is uh it has the b- the best got em cards in magic Mm -hmm. uh they said uh better than white but still bad this one i think i agree with the most. so they said white but still bad and i i think we know why right so we'll break it down a little further right um uh, this next one um excuse me while i move away from my microphone for a second all the fireballs yeah that was in all caps with exclamation points (laughs) (laughs) uh they said it lacks card draw Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's no, very true. Not not a ton of card draw. Um, there's some pros to it. We got we got haste, instant sorcery matters, and artifact destruction. And then uh, lastly, they said its primary strategy is that it it generally works better in a twenty life format than it does in a forty life format, which I agree with. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the common saying where you know, no offense to all you modern burn players out there, <laughs> but all you have to do is count to twenty. You just have to count to twenty by right? threes. To be fair, it, not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, four lightning bolts, a couple of these. You know, you still have some swingy, you know, hasty creatures. Um, in Commander, it doesn't really work that well. You get outclassed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Torbrand, I think, sometimes can be an exception because it blows up the whole board. Sure. We've seen Ashling the Pilgrim can do crazy things if, if you give it time. Um, but for the most part, you you struggle with some of the things that we mentioned here but i think i agree it does have some of the best got cards i've got got before i've definitely got got <laughs> um <clears throat> so we uh took those um those descriptions and then we wanted to figure out a couple of categories right so we just wanted to categorize some of these things the benefits of red what we think red does really well um so those are direct damage uh haste 
randomness. Mm-hmm. So there are some random <clears throat> or impulsiveness. You call it impulsiveness as well. Uh, wheels, um, and then and then red does does uh, cheats things into play really well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so we were we we looked to find cards that weren't red mm-hmm. in these categories yeah, to that, see that if you could play red, but not in red. Playing red. So this is. This is uh, Atraxa Colors, which is Witch Maw. So how to play red in Witch If you Maw. had asked me what that four-color pairing... Four-color pairing? Four-color combination. Yeah, four-color pairing. Is it four-color pairing? Four... What is it? Is, is it called two-color pairing? Two color only pairing? for... Yes. You can pair two couples, and then you get four. You can have four pairs... If they're all actual fruit, like right. just four pairs, you just yeah, green, 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 green. Yeah, it's just a mono green. Then, so though. these four colors yeah. are all but red. That's correct. <laughs> that is, that, and that is witch maw, which is named after the nephilim. I think the nephilim is the first time that the four color combinations got names. Yep. There's one called your tiller. It sure. That's the is. only one that I remember. That's sands green. I is that the one that say. makes like? Is that the one that makes, I don't know. Your tiller nephilim is the one that I think brings back things from the graveyard, tapped and attacking. Uh, but that's not our episode this week. No, so it's now not. that we figured out two of the names that <laughs> exclude other colors. Hey, what's got two wheels and their CEO drove off a cliff on one? Segway. Hey. <laughs> oh my god! Did we talk about this last week? We did. Ooh. I've been two weeks, three weeks, every week. <laughs> so we used to do updates on Howie Mandel. Now it's Segway updates. We're just going to keep talking about Segways every week. So we just need, so once a week we have to tweet out a GIF of a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> so direct damage yes. is what we're going to start with first. So there are some cards that do direct damage, um, not in red. Uh, notably, one that I think is, the most read of the direct damages in in my opinion that works even that that works really well in commander is hurricane so it is green uh x and green it deals x damage to each creature with flying and each player okay well so, i don't i don't mind flyers they're there it's a it's a actually a super good win <laughs> card if you have a higher life total than your opponents and you're in green mm-hmm. where you make all the mana mm-hmm. you just play your um Nick's Bloom Ancient and Nick throws Shrine to Nick's and uh, I Hurricane for 20. Oh, I just lost a direct damage in green. <laughs> well, I think people are playing this a lot in the new uh, Saltai X Spells Matters card from the... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't... The only... I think the only deck that I built from the new Commander set was Nakar and Yannick, so I didn't even look at the other... Um, I guess at the the supporting spells, but yeah, seems pretty good. Yeah. So that's one, and then we have another direct damage in green in Hornet Sting, a single green to deal one damage to target creature or player. That seems underwhelming, but it's green. It's also a common. It from Magic Eleven, that's and then right. it's also a foil from Mystery Boosters. I'm gonna have to look through my Mystery Boosters. Let's see if we got a Hornet Sting. I'm sure. I mean. <clears throat> At common, you probably got one. You opened what? Two boxes? Yes. Yeah, you probably have a Hornet's thing. I mean, it's in the foil slot. Oh. And every single card uh, in that set right. is is mythic rarity. Every card. Every card in Mystery Boosters is mythic rarity. Every single one. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how big the, the sheet was for every single slot. Oh, gotcha. Yep. So uh, if you want some direct damage you in green, there you go. Yeah. If, if only you could play gut shot. But, but you that's, can't. That's rad. Did you know that there's a direct damage in blue? What's the direct damage in blue? Psionic Blast. Two in a blue instant. You deal four damage to target creature or player, but then you take two damage. That's okay. I'm fine with that. I would like to psionic blast somebody for their last the last little bit of their life total too. God. That would feel so red. You're like, oh, I'm just playing Mono Blue Baral. You're like, oh, this dude's just playing counter spells. Mm-hmm. It's like counter, counter, counter. Oh, you have two life left? Psionic Blast. How did you get them to that two life, Andy? <clears throat> Well, you counter, counter, counter. <laughs> I got that part. You heard that? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. But you probably had out like, uh, you know, there's a blue card that's been like printed like 14 times. Okay. It's called Talrans. <laughs> no, that's actually true. Yes. <laughs> I know. So you had that out and then you counter, counter, counter. That's fair. <clears throat> so you got a couple of drakes. So I got you down. Yeah. And then you get that like hotline <laughs> bling going down. You kill so, your opponent that way. Cyanoplast. Yeah. Hotline bling. Uh, you you still make another bird, or is it a drake? Drake, drake. two two fine drake. Yeah. So you got these drakes, and then Talran instead is just like I'm going to think about this and blast you psionically. But this he, person looks like they have a really bad headache, or they drank their speedy freeze way too fast. I think this is supposed to be Jace. This is not Jace. No, this is from Time Spiral. This is before Jace. It just reminds me of this guy has jawline is ginormous. Have you seen Jace cunning castaway? I've seen his shoulder, but I don't know if I've looked at his... You've seen his, his shoulder, chin. his pack, his bicep. <laughs> you don't see his full pack. Not his full pack. All right, Jace, cunning, cast away. So the reason I say that is Psionic Blast reminds me of um, like Jace's origin story with Al Hamrit, where, okay. he, where he had to like get in Al Hamrit's brain and fight him in his brain, but he was taking damage while he was fighting him in his brain. Don't fight a sphinx in his brain. And Jay's cutting castaway just like he just looks like he's like looking into the sun and just really wished he had sunglasses. He doesn't look like he has a headache. Sonic Blast definitely has a headache. I'm gonna be honest. When you zoom in on his face, he just looks skinny. He doesn't actually look buff. He doesn't have shoulders. He has no shoulders. I didn't know Jace had like four earrings. Only is this just only on, on Ixalan? No, I think actually it is everywhere. I don't think he got earrings on Ixalan. I don't think. It's like he got a Gorgon girlfriend. He got four earrings. Parents aren't happy. Yeah. Yeah. So Psionic Blast is definitely not Jace. All right. I'm doing, I'm going to put a hard disagree with you on Psionic Blast <laughs> being Jace. But this person definitely drank their Slurpee too quickly. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel this picture. Yeah. <laughs> that is a hard headache. That or they just ate like or they're like in a work meeting and someone said like the sixth dumb thing and they're just like are you kidding me right now is I'm this sitting in this room oh in the room they're doing this Whoa. well maybe they're on zoom they're I in a zoom so. meeting and this person just like looked away and is like oh lord help me oh like help gosh. me get through the rest of this day that's what he's saying right now i need some psionic blast and that psionic life. blast and those are i mean those are the direct damage cards that i thought were interesting and yeah, i liked absolutely so um haste yeah you know haste is a post haste post well we'll talk about post haste once we're done with haste okay yeah Uh, so haste um you know it's an evergreen keyword anything can have haste right haste is very red it's a very very red ability i think it's red and then it's secondary in green and black yes 
Um, white, I mean, I think every color has had it. When I did the Scryfall search, it's just not primary. Correct. So I think I think Wizards of the Coast does that on purpose with all these evergreen keywords, giving the ability to have it in, in um, everything. Although I can't... No, there's instance. I was going to say, I can't think of a black card that has vigilance, but there's definitely black cards that have vigilance out there. So, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, haste. So if you don't know what haste is, um, so there's this little thing called summoning sickness. Is When, uh, when a creature comes onto the battlefield, uh, it cannot attack the same turn or activate any abilities that require it to tap uh, haste allows you to do that the turn that it comes out i am sorry for all of you very distinguished magic players that just had to listen to me describe the keyword haste so <laughs> some of the uh cards outside of red that are going to give um your haste so there's there's a lot of like onesie twosie artifacts and i didn't really want to focus on artifacts just because artifacts you can play them in any color you have your swift foot boots and your lightning greaves uh, and hall of the bandit lord that will all grant haste to your creatures um when you equip them and you know uh maybe you can abuse that um in a color like white so white Barely has anything that goes into haste, but uh, the other day I actually got destroyed. Wrecked. Um, it was glorious. 24 damage all in one turn uh, by an Odric Lunark Marshal. So I, I'm laughing a little too hard about that because I was afraid it was coming at me. <laughs> I, I thought for sure. I put out a dissipation field that says whenever uh, a creature deals damage to you, return that creature to its owner's hand. I thought for sure I'm going to get at least one more turn. This is going to be great. No, 24 hasty damage uh, for my 24 life total with zero blockers up. <laughs> so Odric Lunark Marshal, three and a white. You get a three, three that says um, at the beginning of each combat, all your creatures gain all keywords that any of your creatures would have. He was able to equip um, like Swift Foot Boots to one of his creatures, give all of his creatures haste with Odric and and swing out. So I really wanted to focus on these these abilities to give all of your creatures haste and not just an individual creature haste. Um, did you know? Did you know? Did you know that there is, there's multiple slivers that give all slivers haste. You know, there's a green sliver that gives all slivers haste. Is that gem hide? It's a reflex sliver. I, did, I didn't know. <laughs> I don't neither. have a slivers deck. Me I feel neither. like if I did, I would know all the sliver names by heart. Right. Give them all nicknames. So reflex. This one's Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Can we just say real quick, gem hide sliver? It, it makes it so they tap to add one mana of any color. So mm-hmm. ha- it's completely off. But it's still green. But if you had that one. I was one, right in the color. If you had that one and reflex sliver, then the slivers that come out on the battlefield the same turn, they could tap for a mana. It's like they have a hive mind. <gasps> okay. Haste. Yeah. Um. The big one is definitely concordant crossroads in mono green one green uh it's a world enchantment which isn't a thing anymore but it it affects all creatures and all creatures have haste period yeah i don't own one and i really want one i don't think it's reserve list no so it would be cool to see this reprint in commander legends coming up this year i think it would be appropriate are we going to be right again we were like we were like knocking them all out of the park Mm mm-hmm Oh, we're going to be right. We're always right. <laughs> <laughs> Except for anything that we've ever said that was wrong on this podcast. That we don't count. Those ones don't count. Those... And if you bring those up, you're you're wrong. 
Um, so there's a, there's a, a few other onesie twosie things um, where you can get in that I found that I just thought were interesting. Um, instill energy is a one green aura. It says enchant creature, enchanted creature has haste. You can pay zero to untap enchanted creature. Activate this ability only during your turn and only once each turn. That card seems like way crazy good and I've never seen it played before. Uh, a one green enchantment that gives haste and you can get to free untap. I mean, this should be played in all of the uh, the pod decks and, and all that kind of stuff um, where you have to um, tap your creature to sacrifice something else and you can untap it and do another sacrifice. So um, that was just an interesting card that I found uh, that I wanted to mention that I think might make it into our next uh, 10 under 10 episode if we do one. Yeah. And still energy is going to go in there. I just decided it. And still energy is going into 10 under 10. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm. right. Well, you've wrote one tenth of the show. So thank you so much. Nine more to go. Yeah. We just need nine more. <laughs> so that episode is on its way to being written. Woo. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of planeswalkers that make it so that things have haste. So we True. didn't we didn't really count all those like the Nissas that can animate things, give things haste. But, um, you know, recently. And this one is a little segue here off of off of the or derail yeah derail sure um that's what i do uh liliana waker of the dead the newest Mm. liliana Mm -hmm, so her mm -hmm. minus does give haste um i got that to happen once since i've been drafting course at 2021 okay um still lost but Mm -hmm. i wanted to get that emblem uh it says at the beginning of combat in turn put a creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield and it gains haste you got haste yeah in a a recent set in non-red so sure that was um not not black gets it so i get it right it feels really good. It, that, that should be played in Commander next. And that's actually very unique, even for black, because you get to keep the creature. Because there's a lot of like unearth and all that kind of stuff where you have to sacrifice it at the end. Yeah. This this emblem, this this emblem feels very red. It's black because mm-hmm. you're reanimating, but red with the haste I get. But it just feels red. Mm-hmm. Like red could could get something like this if there was like some crazy downside. They could. Or if they added something random to it. Like select a creature at random from a graveyard if it's not your creature you give it to your opponent your opponent gets it and they get and it comes back with haste reanimate random creature from a graveyard into their controllers no you get it for that turn but if it's not your creature at end of turn give it to them that'd be really cool that would be cool that that's very red all right wizards make that happen please and thank you all right back to you um, I mean, I, I only had one other, or a couple, I mean, thousand year elixir again, another artifact. Um, we could talk about 9,000 cards, but this time we said, let's not talk about 800 cards because right. we totally want to. So there, there isn't, there isn't many other, um, global, uh, haste enablers. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for global haste, it's either concordant, not in red, at least it's, it's going to be concordant crossroads or you're going to play red or, or artifacts. So yeah. 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 Um, all right, so the next the next category is randomness, or um, you know, it's got some variability, mm-hmm. right? So there's some there's some issues here or impulsiveness. So cards like gambles, you can tutor for a card, put it in your hand, but then you have to discard a card at random. Yeah. You're like, please don't. And I know we've said it on the podcast before. You put the card in your hand and then you stick it in the graveyard. Yes, I've recently been doing a lot better where I actually get to keep that card that I tutored for, which that's feels really good i mean i think that's just your opinion that you get to keep it and that's better because mono red in tomb is my favorite card that's a gamble that's what i call it mono red in tomb just put it in your graveyard it's really good for a duretti deck yeah it is in mono red so um things that have randomness built into them but aren't red that i really like and i think are 
cards that you could play to feel like you're playing with the energy of red is um, like a card like Dead Bridge Chant. So um, <clears throat> you, when it enters the battlefield, you mill 10 cards. So, um, ooh, this has been a red to say mill 10 instead of put the top 10 oh, for your library into graveyard. That's good. Um, so it's four black green. You mill 10 cards. So you put them from your graveyard into your library. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, you choose a card at random in your graveyard. If it's a creature, stick it on the battlefield. Otherwise, put it back in your hand. This feels so red. But, I mean, I get that it's black green. But I would play this if I was trying to play with that red energy feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I run this in my Gerard Golgari Lichlord deck. Or at least I used to. Yeah. I guess the, the one comparison I would make uh, from Gamble to Deathbridge Chant, and, and it's something that you should you should learn as a deck builder, is is Gamble, that random discard, is meant to be a downside, but you can turn it into a good side. And that's what Deathbridge Chant... I mean, obviously the colors are a lot better in Deathbridge Chant in order to turn that into an upside, but keep thinking about that. When, when a card has a downside, <clears throat> think about how can I make that downside a good side? Downside, good side. Downside is the good side. Right, because in this, in this, you're playing with your graveyard. If you're playing Gamble, there's a chance that you have stuff that cares about your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're playing that in red, <clears throat> you are likely playing something that can cast a spell from your graveyard. Yeah. Underworld Breach. Such a good card. Um, or you're playing the um, the card that, that has... Past in Flames. Thank you. Uh, I knew, I knew, I, and I couldn't, I couldn't think of it myself oh, for a second there. I was like, I could picture it. <laughs> and i can't think of it so the impulsiveness is not so bad right Right. so so i like debridge champ and then another one that i really liked is is also fairly new crystalline giant Mm -hmm. so it's the three three artifact creature that has at the beginning of combat on your turn choose a kind of counter at random that could be put on crystalline giant and then put that counter on it so you can give it like it's the keyword counters right flying first strike death touch like just bleh Mm -hmm. counters you put one at random. So it could work out in your favor or it might be the one that you're like, that's the only one that I didn't want. Yeah. You're like, I, okay, if I can get flying or lifelink or, or devil strike, I could win this game or something, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't want vigilance and it's vigilance, you yeah. know? Well, at least it doesn't tap, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that's, that's probably the most red I've ever felt. We're like, I just need this one thing that just don't, Oh, my coin flip didn't work out in my favor. I guess I don't win now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess it happens. It happens, right? All those all those uh, Rakdos showstopper players out there where you have to flip a coin for every creature when Rakdos enters the battlefield, for every non-demon. Sorry. Yeah, I drafted that when they had the cube draft on Arena, and I, I said, no, I, I kept drafting Mythic, or the Legendary, the uh, Historic deck, mm-hmm. and I go... Oh, do I play Rakdos? I played Rakdos. I killed three of my creatures and they lost none. I was so mad. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> also very red, but that card actually is red. So those are the cards that I thought were important. Yeah. Just that a, I liked as red. Just a quick word uh, on why we did not go over chaos cards in randomness. Yeah. They don't exist outside of red other than maybe the only thing I could think of, and I literally just think to uh, think of it. I literally <laughs> just think, I think of this. Um, so the, the lockout card that you play in your Lavinia deck, knowledge pool, knowledge pool, knowledge pool would probably be the only one um, that I could think of, at least off the top of my head. That's, that's chaos outside of red, but um, majority of people don't enjoy 
playing against chaos unless everyone's playing chaos or something. I mean, Eye of the Storm is blue, and that's the one that whenever a player casts an instant of sorcery, you copy um, that, and then every other one that's been exit. You know, yeah, each other player gets a copy of for it for the most part. It's a, it's um a feel bad to play against it. No one really enjoys this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if everyone's playing like just a timmy deck or something where you just put out a bunch of creatures and you're just there to really you're just there to socialize and and magic is just on the side maybe chaos is okay but yeah that's why we didn't mention it for the randomness uh portion so if you're wondering why that would be why that like thieves auction kind of feels like that because you might not get your stuff back the only the only card that i'm cool with thieves the only deck i'm cool with thieves auction being in is zedru oh just, well, that just makes sense. That makes sense, but in, in and I think we played again. We you and I played in a Zedru pod with that card once. That was cool, and we were like, "All right, you know, this is this is fine because that deck got to do all its things." Mm-hmm. But have you ever been Warp World before? Uh, which one is Warp World? Each player shuffles all permanents he or she owns into his or her library, then reveals that many cards from the top of his or her library. Each player puts all artifact creature and land cards revealed this way onto the battlefield, then does the same for enchantment cards, then puts all cards revealed this way that weren't put on the battlefield on the bottom. So you could lose all your lands. You could lose all your lands. Uh, the one time this happened to me, I won the game, though, so it was okay. <laughs> I mean, that happens. Yeah. That happens. Um yeah, so chaos cards do belong in this category as well. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> Andy. Five <laughs> minutes before, I'm not talking about chaos cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny because we get the agenda together, and he goes, "Well, where's chaos?" And I'm like, <sighs> <sighs> "Fine." I said, "I'm gonna talk about it, whether you put it on the agenda or not," and I did. And it's not on the agenda for all you listeners out there. It, it's not. It, it didn't. It, it really it, didn't make it onto the agenda. Speaking of wheels. I mean, I loved that transition. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I responded the same way everyone else responds to my puns. It was great. It was the best. So we're going to talk about wheels. So. In red, traditionally, you you actually just you actually discard your hand and you draw cards, mm-hmm. right? So you've got Wheel of Fortune, Magus of the Wheel. You discard your hand, you draw seven. Mm-hmm. Magus of the Wheel has that as an activated ability. But there's also we refer to them as wheel cards in blue. Mm-hmm. When you discard your hand, or um, and then you draw cards equal to the greatest number discarded, like a windfall. Yep. Um, or cards where you shuffle your hand and graveyard into your library and then draw seven. Um, <clears throat> I think Equip Aeons does that. There's, there's a lot. And mm-hmm. then, um, but red and blue do, you know, they do that. We were talking about this earlier um, when we were preparing for the show. And I said, well, wheels is hard because wheels just feels, is it right? It's, it's in two colors. You, yep. you get it a lot in red, you get it a lot in blue. And we, so we said, well, how can you do wheels? Not necessarily in red and blue. Um, but we're going to talk about the first one, which is, is blue, but it also adds black. Sure. So um, you got Whispering Madness, which I think is a really underplayed card. Um, and it has a really cool mechanic that also is never, ever seen. Unless you're playing my Ravnica cube, and then you see it, and Coil wipes the floor with everyone with it. 
Um, Let me tell you. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that <laughs> at the end. So, Whispering Madness: two, a blue, and a black. Each player discards their hand and draws cards equal to the greatest number discarded. So, right, so it's windfall, but it has cipher. Um, you may exile this spell encoded mm-hmm. on a creature. Um, <clears throat> whenever that creature deals combat damage to a player, you can cast the spell again. So, if you put it on an unblockable or just a flyer, or I guess if they have no blockers. You just get to keep wheeling. This is really good. This was reprinted into a commander set. I I have literally never played against Whispering Madness. There are people who will play this in CEDH because it's repeatable wheel. Okay. And if you have repeatable combat, then I think... Oh, it, like Najila? I think it's played in Najila. Interesting. Yeah, so Najila will, will throw out um, like Narset, new Narset, three mana Narset. Yeah. And then whispering madness make sure no one has any cards in their hand and yeah. then go off and win yeah really nice person it's cdh i get it trying to win the i game. know <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i played uh i played my locust god see this feels very locust god right and i was mm-hmm. trying to not just go oh well the locust god mm-hmm. um the locust god i put um narset part of veils in there and i did wheel one time and um never again i have never seen like defeat like defeated faces like and it was at a, it was at our commander league, mm-hmm. so at least it was a little higher power. But there was someone who had like eighteen cards in their hand, and I, I it, it actually you feel bad doing it. And I said, you know, I did it once, <laughs> never again. And I've sat down with that wheel deck, and and they were like, do you still have Narset in there? And I was like, no, no, no Narset's mm-hmm. out. I even got a foil Narset for that when they were like, real expensive, and and then I said, no, this isn't okay. That's- and it, yeah. Say that's interesting because no one ever asked me if I took Notion Thief out of my wheels deck. Uh, well, I can't play Notion Thief in this deck, right? In in that deck, but just but because I also did that at gamers. Yeah, but I I get it. Yeah, I, it was just yeah. It didn't it didn't feel great. No, it, it actually feels bad. So I won't I won't play cards like that. So Whispering Madness, but <laughs> we have the only other one that has blue in it emergency powers it's azorius Mm -hmm. so it's a wheel each player does it um they shuffle their hand in graveyard into the library and they draw seven but if you did this on your main phase you then get to put a permanent card with cmc seven or less onto the battlefield i love this card it's just really expensive so that's why i don't think it's played that often yeah in fact um not that we're going to move on to the next subject but that also allows you to cheat a card out from your hand Spoilers. Wow, we're double dipping on our cards here. Thank you so much wow. for pointing that out. Wow. It's like we planned it. We do we do plan these. If you think we don't put planning into these episodes, you're wrong. I know I've I know I've called the audience wrong at least twice Please already. Please don't during stop this. listening to our show. <laughs> Hashtag ban wormcoil engine. But spell it my way. Don't actually ban Worm Quadrant. It's not a broken card. Okay. Um, do you mind if I talk about the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's mono black, so dark deal. <laughs> uh, dark deal, uh, two and a black. Each player discards all the cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards minus one. So this does play into like the Wheel of Fortune effect of discarding your, your hand into your graveyard in case you want to do something with your graveyard later, um, which obviously in black maybe works a lot better than it would in red, although red does have a lot of opportunities um, to work it out. And everyone gets minus one card. so They're just going to work it out. You just got to work it out. Now work it out. Work it out. Work it out. And then the last one we have here is Boros. Did you think there was Boros Wheels? Because that's what I play. Boros mm. Wheels and Feather. 
feels good every single time playing this card though. Heartwarming mm-hmm. Redemption. Um, two white and red. Uh, you discard the cards in your hand, draw that many plus one, and then you gain life equal to the number of cards in your hand. I just love this card. Oh, Fire Song and Sun Speaker staple. Um, I would argue it's also one for Feather, but I don't think it is. But I want to be able to wheel because I need more cards in my hand. Absolutely. And you get you get more cards than the giant hand that you already have in Feather. You just cast the spell in Feather, so it's cast and put into exile, then wheel, so you still get those back. Yeah. Then you have less cards in hand, but they replace it if those are draw card spells that, that might not draw another card. Very so. true. And I know you've had hands of like 10 lands in that deck before, so. I have. And sometimes you just need to get rid of them get for them seven spells that are good Yeah, for Feather. Have you considered running... Is it tectonic reformation, that enchantment where you can cycle? All lands have cycling. All lands have cycling red for red. Yeah, I haven't touched that deck in a little bit. Like, I just haven't added anything. It's probably worth it. It's, I think it was, it's a three drop or a two drop enchantment. I don't know. It was just reprinted, though. It was just printed for the first time. Modern mm-hmm. Horizons. No, I'm pretty sure that was reprinted in the, in the Gavi Nest Warden deck. Uh-huh. Oh, you're right. You're totally right. Because they reprinted all the cycling cards besides Astral. Shift? Drift. The one from Modern Horizons, they reprinted. The older one, they didn't reprint. Astral slide. Um, Tectonic Reformation is from... Yeah, it was in these. It, 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 it's two. Enchantment for one and a red. Each land in your in your hand has cycling for a red. And then itself has cycling. Astral Slide <clears> is the <throat> older one of the two between Astral Slide and Astral Drift. Yeah, the Ikoria Commander um, set symbol. I wasn't sure. I was looking at it. And I was like, "This is not Ikoria," oh, because it's Ikoria Commander. Ikoria Commander. Ikoria yeah. Commander. So yeah, no, that, that's probably worth it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, then we have one more category on this. Yes. So this last category is near and dear to my heart because I have a deck that does this a lot. Uh, it's called cheating things into play. So um, specifically. Uh, cheating things from your hand into play is what I wanted to focus on because that's what red does. So it, yep. it plays things like uh, sneak attack, which is an enchantment where you can pay one red, put a creature from your hand onto the battlefield. You have to sacrifice it at the end of combat. It also gains haste, by the way. Wow. Um, so yeah, cards like that. Uh, the new Perforos has a sneak attack ability on it. Planebound Accomplice does the same thing, but with Planeswalkers. Um, and then... Um, there is the sorcery that I can't... Through the Breach. Through the Breach does the same thing at sorcery. Through the fire and the flames. Uh, we carry on. We carry on. Absolutely. So how are you going to cheat things into play outside of red? Uh, first, we'll do the easy one. Colorless. There is uh, an artifact called Quick Silver Amulet. So for four mana, you get an artifact that says pay four and tap it. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. If only that could be your just... That could just be your commander. You found a deck where it was... It was listed as the commander. (laughs) (laughs) So I was doing research the other day and I came upon a deck and it just says, cheat things into play or whatever. And then the commander was Quicksilver. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? That would be... What kind of... What format is that? So there's Popper, Commander. Is this just... This is Quicksilver Amulet is your commander. Is this just... Commander. (laughs) This is just free for all. Anything can be your commander. I'm going to do like a basic island as my commander, the strongest card in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> if any card, that should be a topic. If any card could be a commander, what deck would we think 
would be the strongest. I wanted to um, compare the mana cost here real quick because I, so it was Quicksilver Amulet it costs four and it costs four to activate. Perforos Bronze Blooded, the new one, costs five and costs three to activate. So it's the exact same amount of mana. You have to use red for Perforos. But different turns though because you could do it sooner with this. Perforos can't come out until, unless you're ramping. I'm, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm assuming if you can untap with eight mana, you can do it all in one turn kind of deal, I guess. But you do have to sacrifice at the end for Perforos Bronze Blooded, but they do gain haste with Perforos Bronze Blooded. Just put a creature in with haste. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so the, the, the great part with Quicksilver Amulet is you can activate it on the turn right before yours so that you know it only has summoning sickness for a moment. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask the the commander advisory group to take this up and say, the Guardian Project Podcast really wants Quicksilver Amulet legal as a commander. Mm-hmm. Can you make this happen? And then the next day, everyone will receive an email that says, Quicksilver <laughs> Amulet now banned in commander. No, they're going to receive an email that says, the Guardian Project Podcast has now been banned from magic <laughs> for ruining the format. <gasps> I'm still going to play. You can't stop me. <laughs> um, so next card I want to talk about. Um, this one is actually a little bit of group love going on. Um, not group hug, group love. And this is this is actually, honestly, and I don't know if you know this about me. I don't even me. know where we're going. You what calm card down. You calm down is. over there. This is actually one of my favorite characters from all of Magic Lore. However, this is the worst version of this character. Can you guess who it is? Okay. The real one is... Wait, is it based on the story where they go, look. No, it's it's not. It's Muldrotha. It's not. It's Um, not. Um, This character is not in the new Dominaria story. Is it from Dominaria? Yes. Uh This character is from Dominaria. I don't know. Shoot. I don't know. So originally, I'll say she, originally, she was a mono black card. And when you shift your planes or time shift and whatever the crazy sets planar were, planar chaos, planar chaos, uh, yeah, she turned blue. Oh, braids, braids. So I like braids when she was part of the cabal, but you can't play her in commander. She's still she's crazy in both. But the no, she's actually pretty sane when she's blue. Cause she's not evil. Braid, oh, Conjure Adept. You're Conjure right. Adept. Okay. Yeah. So Braid's Conjure Adept to Blue Blue says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player may put an artifact, creature, or land card from his or her hand into play. So again, this is group love because everyone gets to do it. Except when we played with the guys from Commander Social and Ryan Green did not get to do it because... <laughs> I killed it every single time because I was playing a Planeswalker deck and this card does not say Planeswalker anywhere on its text. I put a free crater hoof on, on turn three four whatever it was it didn't do much but i did get to do it i swung it at you before you blew it up yeah (laughs) hit me me for for seven or something like that yeah it it hurt it hurt for seven and it's not red and it's cheating stuff into play yeah so if you are playing braids counter adept i would recommend that you get something that allows you to play flash and flash out braids right before your turn and you get the first advantage of it at least yeah last card i have on this list uh green a mono green card called elvish piper so for three and a green um you get an elf shaman one one that says pay a green and tap it you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield so doesn't have haste it is a tap ability so you won't be able to do it the first turn that it comes out it's a one one it's very easily killable um but yeah you can cheat stuff out at at instant speed 
Um, the one thing I, I did want to mention with all of uh, these, so Braids is only a one-time upkeep. Quicksilver, Amulet, and Elvish Piper are both tap abilities. So uh, you can only do them once per turn, uh, where in Mono Red, you got you know your sneak attacks and your perforos. You can do it multiple times. However, you get to keep the creatures with these other colors where you don't in red. I mean, there's one that I really like, which <clears throat> I actually found out when we were doing the research for this. And... I didn't even know the card existed from Mirage. Real, real old. It's called Lure of Prey. Mm -hmm. So it's two green, green for an instant. Play this only if an opponent cast a creature spell this turn. And it just says, put a green creature card from your hand into play. I mean, I'll play that. Yeah. If I'm playing a mono green deck, chances are other people are going to play creatures. Mm -hmm. And in green, you usually have a lot of mana. So put out something that, that you don't have the mana for. Like you can stick a Nyx Bloom Ancient out at instant speed at the end of someone's turn. Oh yeah. And then untap on your turn with a ton of mana. So um yeah, red is pretty good at cheating things out. Like black can do it right because it can reanimate. I mean yes. it can do all that stuff, but it felt very red to put stuff into play that has haste or to do it at at a time that is going to be beneficial for you, but you might then have a downside. So Right. How do I turn my creature that's in my hand into another copy of Lightning Bolt? That's what Sneak Attack's doing for you. <laughs> um so those those are the five, you know, the five categories that we have of of cards that we felt embodied red, but just not in red. That's right. Yeah. Um tell us about what cards you would play in a non-red deck that you think embodies red. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Yeah, like what's your what's your most hasty, aggressive, bolt you in the face, witch maw deck? Witch maw legal deck. No red. This is this is <laughs> Sans Red. This is Sans Red every month except October year, 2020. You just gotta play like a fight deck. I want I want a fight card that has trample. They have it. They do. I guess oh, wait. there's no. It doesn't have trample. That's just deals damage, and then any excess goes. Over. I mean, it's trample. If right? your if your creature has trample, then the excess goes over on that fight. It's ram through. Oh, ram through does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It doesn't give the trample. It does not. But it's a super super good card. I would like to see more. Um, I would like to see more ram through style cards. I think they're they're giving more of the burn with trample. This spell has trample. I like that this spell has, we run it in the cube, that black card. This spell has death touch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all your instants and sorceries have death touch. That one's in um, uh, Ravnica Allegiance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I put that in the Ravnica cube, and um, you have to get the burn spells to go with it, so chances are you're in red-black. It really only fits red-black. Yep. But uh, even though I think it's an Orzov card, technically. No, I think, I think it's Pestilent Spirit, and I think it's mono-black. It is mono black, but I think like if it if it was associated with a guild in the like in the in the world, yeah, I guess you could do something where like this creature gains like target creature gets plus one plus zero, oh, but then it has mm. but it has death touch, so unless it's dealing damage, it doesn't actually kill it. So oh right, I do have a card that deals damage in white in the cube. The it deals damage it deals three damage to a tap creature, five to them if you cast with addendum. Um, but yeah, so anyway, tell us about your reddest cards, the reddest of red. Um, and now if you tweet at us and just tweet like ba a picture of a basic mountain, I will follow you and retweet you and like you and we'll hang out. But if they, they, if they do it though, it should be fun fact, a mountain from Arabian nights, the most printed basic land. 
Hmm. Because Arabian Nights only printed mountains. They didn't print the rest of the basic land cycle. Oh, really? Aha. Uh-huh. I had no idea. So uh, you can, if you, if you want to... If you wanted to know which basic was most reprinted ever in the history of all, hmm. it's it's Mountain because they didn't put them all in Arabian Nights. Interesting. So let's talk about... Do you want to talk about a Red Commander? Um, No. No, I don't. I'm, I'm still building <laughs> that one. We're going to talk about... Yes. I would like to talk about one of my brand new decks, um, which it will sit opposite of one of Andy's relatively new decks, which is Voral the Hallclade. My deck, Roalisk Apex Hybrid. That's right. We got the Guardian Project up in here. Both decks built. Boom. We got it. Who could... So anyway, so as everyone may know at this point in time, the Commander Advisory uh, Committee, as as, as well as the uh, Commander Rules, the uh, Rules Committee Advisory Group. Yeah, Rules Committee and Advisory Group have made uh, a change to Commander. We talked about it uh, last week, two weeks ago, um, probably both, uh, about death triggers for Commanders. So now when your Commander dies, you actually get the death triggers. Your Commander temporarily goes into the graveyard before you decide um, what zone you would want the Commander to be. Or no, you decide what zone you want the Commander to be in. It still hits the graveyard um, for a moment. So, Rolesk Apex Hybrid. How are we? How, why, 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 why does this guy care about death why, triggers? Why, 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 why? So, for two green, green, blue, you get a four, five human mutant. That's right. You cannot mutate onto this human mutant because he's a human. Um, but he's get a four, five flying trample. So, already that's actually pretty good when it comes to like trying to go in for commander damage. But he's got two more giant chunks of text here. So when Rolesk Apex Hybrid enters the battlefield, put two plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control. And then the last ability is the one we really, really care about in this deck, and that's when Rolesk dies, proliferate, then proliferate again. So you might know about a legendary creature in, I don't know, maybe the color's Witch Maw or something that really likes proliferate. Um, it's a, like an angel horror. Really looks like a Praetor mostly. It's got flying vigilance, death touch, lifelink. What does it rhyme with? Um, Bedraxa. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Braider's choice. <laughs> We're really good at this rhyming thing. We hope you all love that. Um, so yeah. So if you have a friend that has an Atraxa deck, there is a good chance that that Atraxa deck is a super friends deck or a planeswalker deck. And you better believe I made a Simic planeswalker deck. Cause you know what my two favorite cards are in a planeswalker deck. They are doubling season mm-hmm. and deep close game. And what colors are those blue and green? Woo. We got there. <laughs> so we only got to play two colors to play arguably the two most broken cards in planeswalker decks um so doubling season is four and a green it's an enchantment that says if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control it creates twice that many of those tokens instead which you might think isn't relevant in planeswalkers but we do run jace cunning castaway which makes token copies of himself um but the second ability, if an effect would put one or more counters on a permanent you control, it puts twice that many of those counters on that permanent instead. 
So um, when your planeswalker enters the battlefield, it actually gets the, it doesn't enter with the counters. It enters and then you put the counters on it. So you'll actually end up putting double the counters on it with a doubling season, allowing you to potentially um, ultimate your planeswalker the turn that it comes out. Deep Close Gate um, is is a creature for four and a blue, and it's basically doing what doubling season does, but only once. So when it enters the battlefield, you double the number of counters on any number of per- target permanents. So again, we're trying to just ultimate our planeswalkers as fast as possible. Um, I do want to go over some of the, the the synergy and the mana base around it that kind of just helps to have Rolesk as the commander. And and Andy, I know you are very familiar with these cards because they're in your Voral deck. So we run Astral Cornucopia, mm-hmm. XXX. Um, you put X charge counters on it, where X is the yeah what you paid into it. And you can tap it, choose a color, add one mana of any uh, color to your mana pool. Um, for each charge counter on Astral Cornucopia. Uh, We're also running Everflowing Chalice, which is a multi-kicker where every time you kick it, uh, you put a charge counter on it, taps for a colorless for each charge counter. So we're going to continue to proliferate so that we can get more and more of these counters. Um, I'm not sure if you run this one in your deck um, because I think this is much better in a Rolesque deck. I guess the main difference between Voral and Rolesque I see is Rolesque likes it if something has one counter on it. Voral wants something with like 10 counters so it can make it 20. Where Rolesque is one, it goes, oh, I can make that three. That's pretty cool. Coalition Relic. So Coalition Relic is a uh, three mana artifact that says tap it to add one mana of any color to your mana pool or tap it to put a charge counter on it. And at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, remove all charge counters from Coalition Relic and add one mana to your mana pool for each of, of any color of your choice for each charge counter removed from Coalition Relic. So this can potentially get you um, three free mana uh, if your Rolesque dies at, at some point um, during the round before your turn. Yeah, it's not played in Rolesque. That one becomes two for tapping my commander and paying two mana into it. So that's a lot of mana. Yeah, I just got to kill my commander. I mean, or, that's a big cost too, so. It, it is. <laughs> However, if you know me, you know I love playing commanders where I can just kill them. So I play artifacts such as Ashnod's Altar and Phyrexian Altar in this deck so that I can kill my commander myself in case no one else will for me. Um, so uh, Ashnod's Altar, you can sacrifice a creature to add two colorless to your mana pool. Phyrexian Altar, you can sacrifice a creature to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Um, so those are going to help us kill our commander. We're going to run the Chain Veil to really take advantage of all of our Planeswalkers. We're going to run the Sword of Anti-Andy. Uh, sorry, Sword of Truth and Justice, because it gives pro-blue and pro-white. Oh, that's a sad sword. <laughs> However, uh, probably it, not the strongest in commander, to be fair, though, only because the amount of blue and white creatures played is mm, a lot lower, I would say, than like green, red, and black. True. This does get From ar- what we see in our medic. Th- this does get around um, spot removal. Yeah. Um, it does not get around uh, board wipes uh, because they don't target. Um, so you do have to be a little bit careful there. Um, but sort of truth and justice, uh, it, it gives equipped creature plus two, plus two. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature you control, and then you proliferate. So every time we swing with our flying trample Rolesque, hopefully we're going to get in for damage and proliferate. 
Um, we are playing a couple payoff uh, creatures as well, such as Bioessence Hydra, which is a 4-4 for three a green and a blue as Trample. Enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each loyalty counter on a Planeswalker you control. And whenever one or more loyalty counters are put on a Planeswalker you control, put that many plus one, plus one counters on Bioessence Hydra. So our Planeswalkers are going to help us control the game and Bioessence Hydra is going to help us close out the game. And if worse comes to worse, we are also playing Sage of Hours, which we're going to try to manipulate by putting a bunch of plus one, plus one counters on it. It has this ability. It says remove all plus one, plus one counters from Sage of Hours for each five counters removed this way. Take an extra turn after this. Hey, I run that. You do. This one's good because you get to take extra turns. How about uh, this other card? Uh, One in a blue. It's got level up. Was it a lighthouse chronologist? It is a lighthouse chronologist. Um, so you have to level him up. So if you don't know what level up is, you you pay mana of whatever the level up cost is to gain a level and you get different uh, abilities or power and toughness on this creature at different thresholds of level up. So um, for Lighthouse Chronologist, you pay one blue to level him up. Once he is at level seven, uh, at the beginning of each end step, if it is not your turn, you take an extra turn after this one. So it's it's a prime target. Mm-hmm. You have to explain when you're putting plus one, plus one counters versus level up counters. You because sure I do. did play a game on stream last week and everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's already at six. It's good. I was like, nope, these are plus one, plus one counters. <laughs> I need to pay seven whole mana into this to get to the other. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But I have made that happen once. And I got two extra turns, and I did win the game, but I do feel that someone misplayed, and I should have still lost. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, we are going to play Evolution Sage, which mm-hmm. is a uh, two and a green landfall proliferate uh, creature. Um, we're going to play Flux Channeler, which is two and a blue, two, two, whenever you cast a non-creature spell proliferate. Uh, we're going to play Toothy and Peer. Uh, so that we can get extra counters on everything. We're playing Spark Double so that we can double any creature we want, including Rolesk or our Planeswalker that we control. Um, and we're going to play Fathom Mage just because I want to draw my entire deck. Uh, every time a, a plus one, plus one counter would be put on Fathom Mage, you draw a card. It's a, an Evolve creature with one one. We don't really care about the Evolve. Once we get Rolesk out there, get one counter on Fathom Mage, we're just going to start proliferating and drawing and drawing and drawing. So... You may have noticed that I have not mentioned one Planeswalker yet. Um, Which one? Hold on. There's a bunch that I don't want to see, but (laughs) they're they're real good. I play 29 Planeswalkers in the deck. Uh, The worst one that you're going to see put on the board is probably going to be brand new M21 reprint Ugin the Spirit Dragon. It's okay. It's it's a. I mean, if I mean, you it's can, not bad. That's not, I'm not. I honestly, I I would rather play against an Ugin that can wipe the board, but then you can deal with it mm-hmm. than than play against the ultimated mono blue Teferi that you're going to be able to activate your planeswalkers every turn. Yeah, that one's going to be real good. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, Teferi Temporal Archmage for blue blue. Um, his emblem, which is at ten, which he starts with five loyalty. So if you do deep close gate or doubling season, you can do it the turn that he comes out. You get an emblem with, that says you can activate planeswalker abilities on uh, anyone's turn as as if the ability had flash. Is that what it says? As though it has flash. Anytime you could cast an instant. Yes, yeah, so you can do it just on every turn. I don't think you can do it. Every, I think it's still limited to once per round. I don't think so. Maybe it is once per turn. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you can do it, you can do it. That was the benefit of it. Is you can... I guess that's what the new Teferi does, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's gross. So yeah, that one's going to be good. <laughs> um, we're going to play Will Kenrith. We cannot play Will's sister Rowan, unfortunately. 
Um, but Will Kenrith does uh, like Planeswalkers. Uh, it has an ability that makes Planeswalkers spells cost two less uh, until your next turn um, at a minus two. So that's going to help us get everything out. Um, we're playing Nissa Steward of Elements because we want to play a Simic commander that isn't Kiora. And that's literally the only reason why. But we're also going to play Oko because we're mean. I don't think Oko's mean. You're going to think it's mean when I turn your commander into a 3-3 elk without abilities. I don't know. We'll see. It, with your, with your, com- with, <laughs> with, with the our, way that- with how we build decks. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I mean, if in, in your reanimator deck with Tesa's or not reanimator with Tesa, Tesa's death triggers matters. You're going to have sacrifice outlets. You're going to be able to get around it, yeah. but some decks won't be able to. Some decks will have a problem with things becoming an elk. We're going to play Garooks to get creatures. We're going to play Jaces to get cards. Um, potentially to show shoulders. Potentially counter the first spell that any player tries to play on their turn. I thought that was the, that, that was the Jace that was the problem one. Jace Unraveler of Secrets is probably the problem one. Um, so that's uh, at minus eight. You get an emblem with whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell each turn, counter that spell. Honestly, I I feel like I've gotten that one time and the game ended because of it, but it, but for the most part, I'm usually just is it is it the is that scry one draw a card the Jace? Yeah, scry one draw a card on on a plus 1 with a starting loyalty of 5 for 5 yeah, mana. It's yeah. actually very very good. It is. Minus 2 is unsummon. You return target creature to its owner's hand. It's and at instant speed if you've got that to fairy. Yeah, that's right. So, um I don't actually play any tutors. Uh, in the deck so everything will have to come naturally but i think there's enough card draw in the deck um just inherently in blue planeswalkers um that the deck's gonna uh come out fine um i don't think it's too broken but we'll see i do play the ozolith in here um i don't have a ton of creatures for it so we'll see what happens with that if it's good if it's bad um Shout out to sword of the myriad because getting three rolls to enter the battlefield to put or sorry, two extra Rolas to enter the battlefield. Sort of the Myriad is an equipment um, that gives equipped creature Myriad, which means when it attacks, you put a copy of that creature tapped and attacking um, each player in the game. But since Rolesque is legendary, you have to sacrifice um, two of the copies. So you get to put four plus one plus one counters on your Rolesque that's swinging and probably isn't being blocked. Blade of Selves, right? Blade of Selves. Sorry, what did I say? Sword of the Myriad. And I was like, that is, that's, that's not, not right. That's not correct. That's not it. No, it is Blade of Selves. <laughs> you are correct. I mean, if you want to call it Sword of the Myriad, that's really what it does, sort of, and it gives things Myriad. Yeah. But <laughs> in case you're wondering what card we're talking about. It's Sword of the Myriad. Blade of Selves. <laughs> um, so yeah, when when that happens and you get Rolesque out there, it is important to know how the triggers are going to stack because the two will enter the battlefield and the trigger goes on the stack and then die and the die triggers go on the stack. So unfortunately the four plus one plus one counters you're putting on a creature are not going to see the quadruple proliferate that you're going to get from your two copies of Rolesk dying. However, you're going to get to quadruple proliferate. So who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, we're looking at a pretty generic ramp. Uh, nothing too special in the land base. Um, we, we're, we're running some depletion counter lands uh, just out of some extra spice. Nice. Uh, and that's about it. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to lose to it. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that after looking at the deck list, and I feel like I built Voral very conservatively, mm. um, just because I was trying to win gimmicky wise, but um, I could probably 
up that a little bit. Sure. I, I think I won. The only time I've ever won is in a 1v1 game. I've never won a mm. multiplayer game yet with that. Um, so we're going to have to play some two-on-two commander with the Guardian Project as one lead. Mm-hmm. And if you want to come at us, you got to bring a pair of commanders <laughs> to play us. A pair of two, not a pair of four like we did earlier. You this could do. I mean, I guess if it's like <laughs> two people with partners, but you got to come up with some sort of story on why your two commanders are together. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And, and we'll do a show match. Bring it on. Perfect. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at GuardianPod. You can find me on Twitter at AT Flory. You can find me on Twitter at WormCoilEngine. Um, and then take a look for um, hashtag GuardianProjectPod to find our posts and episodes. And you can email us at GuardianProjectPod at gmail.com. And if you're on Discord, let us know. Come join. We are right now, uh, everybody can join the Discord um, for free because we're all still at home. Um, after that, it'll go back to just being a uh, patron, Patreon benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd love to see you there. Yeah, come chill. Even if you're not, you know, looking to play Magic, there's always people talking. Maybe you want to pick up a game of Valorant or League of Legends or something like that. There's there is a lot around. of that happening. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't play it, but there's I, I read all the words mm-hmm. and I see all the conversations that I don't understand. Yeah, the one thing I don't see anymore is people out talking about turnip prices in there. <laughs> oh, turnip prices are not happening. That I think it's yeah. After I stopped and then was like, who's got the turnip prices? It's still the first thing I ask in every single game of League of Legends that I play. All chat, who's got good turnip prices? Are you still playing? League of Legends? No. (laughs) (laughs) Animal Crossing. Uh, I have not. I haven't haven't turned the game on in like five weeks. I haven't turned the game on in I think two weeks. Wow. Yep. Sad life. Just kidding. Playing more magic. That's true, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.